Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 101 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, we inform, and we celebrate the incoming year, 2018. Time to buy another gun. (laughs) Or two. Yeah, this is Dan's resolution to buy guns, but you buy guns all the time. I started my list this year with an 81 millimeter direct fire howitzer. I mean, uh, uh, mortar. Whoa. So that was, I um, can't wait to go shoot it. I just, I don't know if I can afford ammo for it. <laughs> well, that's, that's a pretty powerful resolution. Yeah. Let's start the year with a bang. Yeah, we're going to have to I, cut on I'm, some I'm of your stuff. I'm trying to find some good puns, and I'm no good at that. We're so. going to have to cut some of your stuff down <laughs> so that, you know, I can buy more. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are brought to you by this great little gun shop we happen to know and, and own, azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are welcoming in the new year, 2018. So much hope and possibility laying in wait for us to just seize upon it. And someone who is amazing at that is our next guest and friend of ours. This is Maj Ture. Now, Maj is the founder of Black Guns Matter. Now, this is a group to help urban communities learn about their gun rights and responsibilities. Like... It's amazing how many people across the country just don't even know that the Second Amendment even pertains to them. Like, what is it even? Where did it come from? And a phrase that Maj uses that I find so powerful is, the Second Amendment is colorblind, and the human right of self-defense is meant for all people, including the often forgotten individuals of our urban communities. (coughs) Welcome to the show, Maj. Hey, what's up? How y'all feeling? We are feeling excited. That's at least that's how I'm feeling. Dan, I'm, anytime I get to talk to Mars, I'm I'm a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs> <Good> work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want Danny. I just want to. You going? Um, go ahead. Drinking over there in Vegas, right? Oh, you 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 know what? I got places for us to go. This is this is how it always okay. starts. I got places for us you're to right. go. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna be. You're right. We'll sleep like two hours, maybe. Yeah, I'm with it. You know, Cheryl was introducing to you, and she said that you know you're you're speaking about the Second Amendment and stuff. But you know, you came to one of our shows, uh, one of our uh, to our place, and did a, sh- uh, a, a class. presentation class. It's a lot more than that Second Amendment thing. You know, it was like a bridge. It was to connect people together that just don't understand each other, and a way to to help with that. And and I just really appreciate it. I learned so much from that. And I'm excited about continuing to learn by knowing you. Absolutely, for sure. I, man, listen, first and foremost, I, I didn't even know when we did that class over there. I was like, Avondale. I was like, <laughs> I, I've never heard <laughs> of it. What the heck is that? <laughs> right. Is that a place? And so, right. And so just that was my first time actually to Arizona and to, to meet so many cool people 
one, it was extremely hot, and I can't, I, I'm, I'm like jealous of that right now. But to meet so many cool people from so many diverse backgrounds, and then you know, knowing that there was such a community that was like, okay, we don't know what to do. Where should we go? And to, and to like you know, you guys said to bridge that gap and have those people come out and have let that be their introduction in, in you guys' place over there at Pot of Gold Auctions. I thought it was wonderful, and I can't wait. You know, I'm gonna be back over there in February. I want to make sure you know after the call, we figure out how we can make some more stuff work. Maybe another classroom event or something like that over there too. That but um, awesome. it was great, man. I, it, it was wonderful. I, I didn't know that y'all had like uh, spritzers in, around the malls, like water. <laughs> spray things like in the hallway like as i'm walking from one store to another it was i mean it was a hundred and however many degrees but i crazy. thought that was a, a wonderful touch crazy hot over here but right now you're probably sitting shivering and it's like probably 76 degrees here today so that's Jeez, january in arizona yeah i'm hating yeah I'm right hating. <laughs> So, you know, we're talking about, you know, all that you do, all that you teach, all the people you bring together to, to put your classes on. When we had you out here in Arizona and you did your class, the phrase that we heard most often as people were leaving the class is, that was beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, gun safety. We're talking about the, the equipment pieces of a gun that go together. We're talking about gun laws and yet what people experienced was this community coming together being bonded together and they, they experienced it as beautiful and now in Atlanta just a little over a month ago you brought a bunch of people together to Stoddard's mm-hmm. Range and Guns and mm-hmm. you had Really, the only way to call it is the conversation. And I want you to just kind of talk about that, expound on that. Take us into that room. Who did you have there? What did you guys talk about? Well, down in Atlanta a few weeks ago, we had, like you said, the conversation. Um, Really, we wanted to uh, get together a multifaceted, extremely diverse group of people that had shared in common, you know, firearms. Uh, information, safety, the Second Amendment generally. Now, we tend to always say that, but we never see, at our classes we see that, but, you know, it's a bunch of it's beginners. Our class is directly, you know, aimed at people that are entry level. Um, and our job has been to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. It's the reason why they can leave you guys, you know, place feeling this was beautiful. Mm-hmm. What we don't see is experts. The, the individuals that, you know, assembled in Atlanta at Stoddard's Range and Guns was literally some of the most um, impactful, uh, informed, mm-hmm. uh, socially responsible, you know, women and men of the Second Amendment community. Some of the people that were going to come that weren't able to because of prior commitments was like, man, I, I wish I could be Dana. Dana from NRA TV was mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm, I'm at this if I can but she had a prior commitment, you know, and these things are, we have to, as leaders, we have to show solidarity. We can't just say, you know, we're about diversity. We're about solidarity. You have to show it and you have to show it and have the conversation that everyone is trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. You have to have the race conversation, not an argument, Yes, a solution based conversation from different perspectives and put those leaders of, of different, you know, lanes and cultures in that room and share perspective and 
when it comes from a place of mutual respect and uh, ad- admiration, because me, I was, you know, a kid in the candy store. These are people <laughs> that I've watched for years, mm-hmm. literally. You know what I mean? And so that's what we had. We had Hank Strange. We had John Hickok. We had Zeke, you know, from uh, Sonora Desert Institute. We had uh, Shanine Allen from Philadelphia. We had Tisma Jewett, who, you know, runs things over, you know, over at the National Shooting Sports Foundation. We had... Um, Rob Pincus, who is a world, literally, world-traveled firearms instructor and trainer. Rob trains your favorite trainer. He's your favorite trainer's trainer type of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, you know, tattoo artist Brandon Bond. He's down in Atlanta. Like, he's done every athlete, every artist, big Second Amendment guy. We had Argo J. We had, you know, Best of S. Her name's Steph, but her Instagram is Best of S. We had, um, you know, U.S. Law Shield. We had... Just a few anybody, small names. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just some fringe <laughs> people nobody's ever even heard just, of before, yeah. right? Just, just, you know, some regular guys. Oh, they have my God. on YouTube. That is been phenomenal. Say, right, it was amazing. And, we, you know, we talked about race. Is the gun community racist? What is the perspective? What's right? What's wrong? You know, a good friend of mine, Tone Trump, came down. You know, he's a hip-hop artist from Philadelphia and an actor. You know, um, had we had those tough questions. We had that resistance. We we came up with solutions. We talked about is the gun community racist? Is the gun community sexist? What about marijuana in regards to the Second Amendment community? Is it, are we as Americans only allowed to have certain amounts of freedom? Mm-hmm. You know, these are the conversations that we have to set precedent on because the other side, the people that are trying to, you know, shrink our human rights and self-defense, they're working very diligently and they're working together, mm-hmm. you know, so visually, if they hate each other or not, they are coming together for their common goal to enslave you, period, pretty much end of story. So we have to we have facts. And sometimes what happens is because we have facts and actual statistics that aren't skewered, mm-hmm. what happens is we lean on the stats, but we're not focusing on the visual component of it. We do function over fashion. The other side does so much fashion that. You know, they can pull the wool over a beginner's eyes because it's a bunch of fashion and feelings. Mm-hmm. We have to do all of those things. You know, so visually, what, the, what what does the gun community look like on the optics of it? Okay, well, if you're in the gun community, you see the diversity because you, you go to the range, lane 1 through 25 or whatever, you know, looks diverse, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're not in that community, the optics look completely different. Because the other side is determining what our optics should look like for us, wow. you know. So we had to shift that narrative, and that's what we did down in Atlanta. And um, it, it was amazing. I mean, to all of the great, you know, people, you know, we partnered, again, with U.S. Law Shield. You know, we partnered, shouts to Jim Fisher over there. You know, um, just, just so many good people. And even people that I knew from Instagram, you know, social media followers that, like, are good, supportive guys. You know, the Trigger Man 1911 down in Atlanta. Roe Manning, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's people that I knew, uh, Cam, y'all know Cam, GB mm-hmm. Cam Black. Yes, you know, awesome. And said, hey, y'all come out to this, you know, and so they, that perspective, you know, because, it, it, you know, some of these people, you know, Roe has just been on her firearms journey for maybe a year or so now, you know, and she came to our first Atlantic class and we communicate often via, you know, social media, phone numbers. So mm-hmm. I'm like, these are also the next generation of people that may not be quote unquote celebrities, but their involvement in the community and getting new blood in there is very critical. It you is. You know, so we, you know, we invited some of those people. 
it was an amazing, amazing, you know, day. Um, and and it, it was it was just really cool. And that, you know, the footage is out on you know everybody's YouTube channel, and um, or you know, I, well, everybody will have all of the footage, but um, I think guys are still editing it and putting it out. You know, what they need the best of it or the most of it. But um, it, it just was good. And this is how we, you know, wrangle the narrative that we've, you know, there's a there's a phrase that says. You know, until the lion learns how to write, the stories will always glorify the hunter. Mm. You know, I and love so that. Right now, I've not the, heard that before. You, you feel me? And mm-hmm. so now, what's happening is the other side is penning our story for us, mm-hmm. and they saying, you know, these these the, those crazy guys over at azfirearms.com, <laughs> they don't like black people, and it's like that's not really true, bro. Mm. You, you know, know it's, what I'm saying? It's so not true. And you know what? We were looking at our um, reviews the other day. Uh. And there's a couple that are specifically talking about how, you know, we're not friendly to anybody other mm-hmm. than white faces. And we're thinking, I bet you anything that happened around the time that we were, you know, talking about bringing you out because the other side cannot stand it when we all get along. And so they're nope. going to write lies and make up stories and try to just wedge, wedge, wedge and, and just whatever they can to try to be sure that uh, people just cannot get face to face and get along with each other. It just irritates right. it irritates me so much when somebody labels you something because they you couldn't serve them. Not because right. not because of color, but because they were a felon or because under the certain circumstances like right now we can't uh, do a marijuana card. Okay? Yeah, that's gonna be right. the next see, big conversation, yeah, I think. Right. If we see a marijuana card, we have to say no. It doesn't matter if you're black, brown, yellow or whatever. We can't do it. And so right. there's been a couple that we get that they call us racist. Uh, Asian person did it. A black person did it. And I, and I just don't understand it because that is not us. And that, that's because, again, that, that ties back into the miseducation. Mm-hmm. That miseducation of that person not knowing, okay, my responsibilities as an FFL, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not an FFL. But right. if I am an FFL, I have a responsibility to... First of all, the ATF any for over 20 years can come in and scrutinize my paperwork. I have to have that paperwork on deck mm-hmm. at any given time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one. Two, I will lose my livelihood, me, my ability to service the community, you know, and the capacity that we all need, especially in urban areas. I will lose that ability to do that, to be of service to you because of one transaction. And the ATF is not, these guys are not, you know, oh, we're here just to give... If it was about freedom, the ATF wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and I say that in the most respectful way. Mm-hmm. If it was about freedom and just just laws, there's no need to say you know, there wouldn't be such heavy regulation. It's just we have law enforcement. There's already a rule against murder. If you use a gun right. or a knife to kill somebody, you. you go to we catch you, you go to jail. You know, so the ATF is there to impose extremely. And I know I know a lot of guys at the ATF. However, the rules are based in infringement. So it's our job to be informed. And those guys and women sometimes that do that, in my experience, especially with dealing with a lot of beginners, you know, they went to the gun store before they got the language. Mm-hmm. And they, the, the guy behind the counter, I say this all the time, the guy or, or woman behind the counter has had a firearm, loaded, uh, unloaded firearm pointed at them eight times today because the person on the shopping side of the counter does not know the proper firearm right. safety. Right. Now, when you know proper firearm safety, and you go, oh, that's probably the why that guy was mad at me in that gun store. But you thought he was racist. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? They were misreading so the cues that, and making right. up their own stories context. about each other. On both sides right. of the counter, it happens. Absolutely. And that context is what, you know, the other side thrives on. <laughs> there's, there's, there's really a vested interest in creating and maintaining a Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. No one can communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. That's why I, my goal is to become the most dangerous man in America <laughs> because of my ability mm-hmm. to make people communicate. That is threatening to people that want enslavement over freedom. That is a threat. And, I'm, and you should yes, be threatened. Sir. You should be afraid mm-hmm. because we are not going to stop. We right. are not. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to allow that to stop, you know, the progress that we're making. And, and, and it's, it's, it's very critical. And I want... I want everybody listening to understand, man, when you when you when you go to, you know, azfirearms.com, when you go to Pottle Up, you know, uh, uh, auctions and you really, really have to understand that organizations and companies that sell these things, you're talking about howitzers, like mm-hmm. there's a level <laughs> of scrutiny. Y'all are on front lines for yes. we sell freedom. Yes. I mean, and, and as, as cliche as that may sound, your tool that is necessary to defend the things that you believe because we have slidden into a space of anti-freedom rhetoric and mm-hmm. understanding, mm-hmm. you guys are, as far as paperwork especially, and by the book, you guys are on the front line mm-hmm. of that. And I want the people that walk in to understand that, especially mm-hmm. beginners. You know, Absolutely. there's a level of scrutiny that the general public, you guys are scrutinized way more than alcohol, way more than tobacco, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I would I would stress for all, all of the beginners to understand that and go un, and go gain understanding before you have those incorrect, you know, um, out of context misreads. Right. You know, I'm scrutinized even worse than that because I'm married too. <laughs> oh man, it's over for you. Yeah. It's but over. you know what? You know what? You want Majin? Listen under to under the here. microscope. Um, uh, right. Communicate. If we can't communicate, we're going to be divided. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that's the that's the one of the main things I've learned is that learning to communicate and learning other people's culture opens mm-hmm. that door to um, a, a relationship instead of a division. Yep, that's why I try to get everybody to drink first. You oh. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're talking alcohol. <laughs> yep. If I get everybody, and to then drink, drink of the water of truth, right? Yep, yep. It, it it is really a it's libations, it's spiritual. And I don't mean get all necessarily get trashed. Right. My job, you know, it's called wine and spirits, and these mm-hmm. spirits are positive energies, de- depending upon the energy that you put into it, the intent. Mm-hmm. When when we share libations, when we, you know, have this spiritual experience and this bonding. I want the person to understand that your inhibitions are going to melt away because I want you to be your true and authentic self with me yeah. so I can understand it. Yeah. And then I can ex- in exchange receive it and share my true and authentic self with you. Uh-oh, I drank with you, Marge. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's my goal when we all end up in Vegas at SHOT Show in a couple of weeks to uh, keep you guys as separated as I humanly can. Do you think I'm going to be successful at <laughs> no, that? No, Absolutely not. The spiritual <laughs> energy is too strong in this scenario to block it. I'm oh, sorry. man, I love it. Well, speaking <laughs> of SHOT Show, which is the firearms industry show of the year that's held in mm-hmm. Vegas every year. You, Mr. Maj Teray, are a scheduled speaker, and I'm so excited. We're going to be there as media. And uh, yeah. what can we expect 
to hear you say when you're talking directly to the manufacturers, the distributors, the re- retail store owners, what are you going to talk to us about? What are we missing? What can we do better to reach that those forgotten communities? One, I'm going to uh, give a breakdown of what we've done at Black Guns Matter and what has worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reason for that is there's there, most of those women and men that are coming to the presentation know way more. They have more resources, financial, political, social, whatever than me. Mm-hmm. They have way more um, knowledge of firearms. Clearly, they probably have more firearms than me. Mm-hmm. What they don't have is an understanding of cultural uh, divides. Mm-hmm. And for years, especially if their company's older, um, for years they've you know they've gotten by with the if it ain't broke don't fix it. And I get it; it's not broke to the demographic that you're serving. Mm-hmm. Well, what about that other forty or fifty million Americans that want to get the information, but they've been feeling off put? Not because it's intentional. No one's intentionally turning money away. That's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. What's what's happening is the the misinformation, the incorrect conditioning, and the bad optics. Yeah. The, like when we were at the uh, what was that the Second Amendment Foundation thing, mm-hmm. and uh, what was that Austin, mm-hmm. and um, you know when I when I, I got up to speak and <laughs> oh, said yeah. like, I get you guys are trying to show diversity, but you put all of the black people on one panel. <laughs> the other side will chop that up. Yeah, we're, you know, we just you know, we don't so know cool. what got, we don't know until somebody like you comes in and shines a light on it. We're like, oh my right. gosh, we are idiots. Bud, you got so quiet in there. <laughs> I, it did, no, and I remember I was like, like, "See how awkward it is in here." <laughs> I thought I was the only one in the room. It yep. was, it was and amazing. So, and, and fortunately, the people in that room were understanding and honest enough that people understand. And I'm coming from a place of truth and and union and unity. Mm-hmm. However, I'm objective, and if you are messing up somewhere, it could cost us the W. Mm. If we're on the same team, and if I know you're our, you know, forward. If I'm the point guard. We need you for game time tomorrow. I need you to be back in your hotel, resting up, resting your body, not outside drinking late at night. You're, That's you, what you're, I'm going to remind uh, you two of when we get to Vegas. So absolutely. Vegas is different. There's no rules in Vegas. <laughs> There's no rules in Vegas. The thing is, if I recognize that, I have to see what I'm point guard. I'm close enough to the ground and fast enough to see things that these large companies and the people that run them may not have ever even thought of mm-hmm. or saw, mm-hmm. you know? So my job is to give them a bit of a pushback a bit. Mm-hmm. My job is also to say, I'm going to give you guys some tools, but also we have this other tool basket of tools that I cannot possibly condense into a one hour presentation. You guys should hire us to do further in this because one, this mm-hmm. is like a shooter coming, a, a new shooter. You cannot in a basic class get, you don't have it all. You're, you're, you are not Jerry Mitchell now. You, you're not sorry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's letting those guys know that we're here as a service. We're here as we, we want, you know, you guys to say, hey, we want to bring you out to our town. We, I want you to get your PR person to shadow us mm-hmm. and see what it is. It's not about withholding the information. It's about saying, hey, let us come to your town. Mm-hmm. Let us show you exactly how to do this. Absolutely. Because you could say some of the very similar things. And, and, you know, you guys know, just like the conversations we've had in different cities. It's like there may be certain things that you don't know that you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, a, a perfect example is I was in a, we did a class in Minneapolis and uh, my friend Xavier, he leads the some I forget the name of the organization, the Young Republicans of Minnesota, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as he's, you know, tailing me around, I'm like, listen, bro, 
you know, I'm a registered Republican at that time, and I said, you know that. I was like, but if you lead with the word Republican in this hood, you're going to lose the people. Take that part out of your presentation right now until you've developed. It's not about being dishonest. It's about understanding that there are certain triggers, Mm -hmm. certain words that certain people that have not done certain levels of understanding, that word has been fed to them by the other side to make them think that that word means racist. Mm -hmm. That's what will happen. And so he was like, Nah, man, I got it. I said, okay, well, let's make a lesson out of it. I said, mm-hmm. let watch everybody's face that you say that to, and let's use other phrases. And so we did that, and everybody's face from the hood was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Republican. And they, and, and they like, well, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a Republican, too. And so was Dr. King, and so was this person, and so was Booker T. Washington. And they go, really, really, really? Then they're open because that is what's called educating the consumer mm-hmm. in essence. You lead with the misinform with the thing that they've been misinformed about. You might lose them, and you might not get them back. You feel me? So these are the types of things that I want to share to you know to these very very powerful women and men, mm-hmm. and um, see if we can get more you know more hands on the side of you know the Second Amendment because you're not saying and doing things like naming your firearm the Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's not that's do a, that. Let's that's not a, do that. a company did that. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? I have not even heard like, of that. That is so yeah. not smart. Yeah. Right. But some some of these companies, it's either a marketing ploy to get people to talk about that's why I'm not gonna mention that company's name. Mm-hmm. It's either that marketing ploy there to get more people talking about it, mm-hmm. which gives ad you know, you don't have to pay for you know, ad revenue. Right. Or they do make a really serious mistake because the PR firms that they do hire are only thinking about billable hours. They're not mm. thinking about how can we strengthen your company and your company in turn strengthens our organization and then we go into places that you can't and the people see that we're in league with you so then they spend money with you. This is a holistic approach. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? We have got to wrap up, but I'm always so glad to talk to you and we've got to have you back on soon and find out what's going on with the tour after you've uh, been to, to SHOT Show and had a chance to talk to all these different companies from all across the country. And uh, I know a future conversation that we're going to have on this show is the one about marijuana and firearms. Yep. And because uh, I know the, that's a, an area that you've really done a lot of, of study on and work on. And it really comes down sold, to freedom. Cheryl wants to tell everybody I sold a bunch of weed. I did okay, Cheryl. I did not. Please. That was not what I said. You misquoted fake news. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> All right. We have to run, but tell people real fast, how do they follow you? How do they reach out to you? How do they support Black Guns Matter? Everybody can hit our website, officialblackgunsmatter.com. Um, if you want to hit me on any social media, we are completely funded by you guys. So if you contact us on the website, our social media, my Instagram is Maj2Ray, Facebook, official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj2Ray. My phone number is 310-279-7413. If you're going through something psychologically, financially, socially, uh, mentally, I don't care if it's 4 o'clock in the morning, talk to me. We have to support each other. You know what I mean? So whichever way y'all can get in contact with me, get in contact with me and we're going to move forward as a unit transparency right yep (laughs) you are out there you are easy to find i absolutely love that i love the conversations that you cause to happen that you stir up 
and uh, I, I, always good things come from them. So keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you in a couple weeks in Vegas, and Happy New Year. Thank you. I'll see y'all later. I'll see y'all in Vegas. All right. All right we'll see you. Bourbon. Bye-bye. Bourbon, Danny. <laughs> bourbon. All I can say is when we're at the bars, no phone. Because we're going to yeah, talk. Absolutely. Oh, All right. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year. Bye-bye, Maj. All right. Stick around. We still have our wrap-up with Jeff Knox. He's the director of the Firearms Coalition and founder of GunVoter.org. Talking to us about what's laying ahead. What does 2018 hold for us? What are the possibilities that just require us to engage and, and take hold of the reins and cause to happen? Stick around. More to come. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we spoke a little earlier with Jeff Knox. He's the director of the Firearms Coalition and founder of gunvoter.org. And now we're going to wrap up with him, because earlier he talked about what did 2017 hold? Where are we? What's the scorecard look like? And now we're going to tap into what are the possibilities that lay ahead? What can you and I do to pick up the reins and, and really be proactive about our future and not just kind of sit back and assume that somebody else is going to do this and going to do that and take care of our rights? And so we welcome back to the show Jeff Knox. Are you with us? I'm with you, Cheryl. 
Awesome. Always good to be with you. Absolutely. Hi, Jeff. So I guess what Cheryl's saying is that maybe we shouldn't just buy guns, but we should also help support and fight these laws, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, just the cost of a box of ammo can make a huge difference to a grassroots local grassroots organization. Uh, getting out and working for candidates, um, the, the good candidates, and working against the bad candidates, that's huge. And uh, that's what we need to be doing in 2018. This is a, a big election year, and the pro-rights folks could lose the House and the Senate in this election if we don't turn out in big numbers. Right, and you know, like joining organizations like the AZCDL, I mean, you know, we can give them our $25 and whatever, but the big pluses with this is they help you get in, get a hold of your congressman. They do. I mean, they send you the form letters. They Basically, you have hardly anything to do. So uh, They make we, it super-duper easy. You're, right. you're absolutely right. And you know what? And, and one of the things about it, AZCDL's system is so nice that you can actually... From anywhere in the country, you can log into AZCDL's system and you can modify it so that it sends a letter to your congressman, your senators. Right. And they do that as a public service to the, the rights community, and, and it is a, a great public service. Yeah, and you know what's it's really cool about that is, I mean, we're all busy and we all have things to do, but just they do most of the work for you. Well, and they do not, they're not one of these organizations that just, oh, yay, we've got your email address, and now we're going to slam your, your inbox full of every political right. anything. They are very uh, judicious about what they send. And, um, I mean, if I hear from them twice a month, I, I'm surprised. Right, right. It's, it's a good group, and, and this is true of most of the grassroots groups around the country. And as I said on the top of the show, grassroots is where it's at. This is where the rubber meets the road. And this is what the Firearms Coalition, my organization, focuses on, is helping the grassroots be more effective to do what they do. Um, and and that's, uh, that's what I encourage people to do. I God bless the NRA. Be a member of the NRA. Support the NRA. But when it comes to making donations, taking that money from a box of ammo, and instead of buying a box of ammo, send it to your local grassroots organization like AZCDL or OFF up in Oregon or Buckeye Firearms uh, uh, or the Buckeye Firearms guys. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. Absolutely. Uh, that's where it really makes a difference, and it and it really helps. And so that's what I encourage people to do. You know, I've had the pleasure in the business that we're in to meet several congressmen and politicians, and I asked them, I said, what's the most effective way for you to hear me? Do I need to call? Do I need to email? And they said, all of the above. We hear it all. We see it all. And, and one of the things, too, is don't just call the D.C. office, which is important, but also call the local offices. Call the local offices. Get to know someone in the local office. If you can get to know someone in the D.C. office, that's really good, and, and start a rapport with them. But get to know the folks in the local office. Walk in and, and say, hey, I want to talk to somebody about gun rights. I want to talk to somebody about what your guy, what your, your uh, member is, what they always refer to them as, 
the members of Congress. So in, in, among the staff, it's your member. Um, what's your member doing to support the SHARE Act, to support the, the Hearing Protection Act, to support the, the uh, National Reciprocity Act? What's your representative, what's your member doing? And uh, I, I want to encourage them to do this. Yeah, I think people get intimidated and they feel like, well, if I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of every law that already came before and, you know, can talk like a lawyer and express myself about what I want in new laws, then I'm going to get stumped and look like an idiot. And that is so not the case. You know, it's just a conversation with another human being that you hired to represent you. Help them know how to represent you. Right? Just talk and in plain realistically, language. Realistically, Cheryl, realistically, for, for the average person um, contacting Congress, all you are is a tick mark on a, on a tally sheet. Mm-hmm. They, really. Mm-hmm. They, they're not listening to the arguments. They're mm-hmm. not listening to your well-thought-out or reading your well-thought-out uh, logic. What they're doing is saying, this guy's pro. We got 12 pro and, and, and 5 anti mm-hmm. on this bill. Mm-hmm. That's what's getting reported to the congressman most of the time. And as to actually really educating them, that's left up to guys like me who have a connection inside the office and can sit down with these guys and say, okay, here's the issue and here's what we really need to talk about. And here's what you need to understand that my guys, that our gun owners are really interested in and want to see happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, And that's the thing is, you know, they are our representative. It's like, I think we lose sight of that. They are not godlike beings, right? They're really not celebrities. They are, you know, a collection source for our tick marks, for our will, for for our, our vote, what we would say. And they are to carry that forward and and do what we're asking them to do but i think we've got that all screwed up and backwards and we think that they're the powerful ones and we're just you know you know the plebes at the bottom of the hill and and no wonder things are a mess yeah yeah and the thing is you know that that every one of these guys is representing some three three hundred and twenty thousand people something like that Mm -hmm. I, i forget the number but uh it's a bunch of people and they're getting a bunch of calls and they literally, they can't listen to everyone. They can't, uh, uh, you know, go through all of the emails and stuff. Their staff can't even do that. What they do is, is they say, we've got this many in favor, we've got this many opposed, um, and this organization and this guy and this guy have, have contacted us and want to sit down and, and uh, this is, you know, this is where it goes. I try and build relationships with the legislative aides that focus on our issues mm-hmm. so that I can drop an email or make a phone call and say, hey, what, what's, uh, what's the congressman doing on this? Because this is something that he really needs to be involved in. And, and we'll go back and forth. And, and hopefully, often, that message gets heard. And, uh, but what, what helps even more is if You've met that congressman when he was a wannabe congressman and was walking the street, Mm -hmm. and you went out and knocked on doors and and helped him get elected. Mm -hmm. That means that when you call him, he says, oh, hey, Cheryl, good Mm -hmm. to hear from you. Thanks Mm -hmm. for your help in in the campaign. What can I do for you today? 
Absolutely. And, and now you've got a real voice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's what it's all about. So for people to stay informed and have a better idea of, you know, the, the issues behind the issues, they really should tap in to what you write. They should follow and share the things that you produce because you have studied it. You've lived this your entire life. Your dad was Neil Knox and he was in the fight for 40 years. And so I really encourage people to to tap in and follow you and don't just say, oh, that's good for me and then and do nothing with it. Share that forward and send that to your friends so that then they have a chance to to read it or not. Right. You're not forcing anybody to read anything, but you're giving them an opportunity to go, oh, well, this isn't a voice I hear on the nightly news you know so um so tell folks and this is one of the things Mm -hmm. this is one of the things that that the there's a lot of bad information out there oh my gosh Uh, the whole thing about the fake news it's true and it's not just true from the other side we have lots of dedicated people whose hearts are in the right place on our team that get it wrong Mm. and that that take fake stories and and forward them out and and take something and twist it into something that it's not make a big deal out of a little deal make a don't make a big deal out of something that's huge you know yes. and and so I try and just as dad did um, dad was often referred to as the conscience of the gun rights movement mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've tried to maintain that legacy the the thinking man's gun rights activist, um, that I try and look at every issue. I I can't cover everything, but I try and look at every issue that I think is important and and cover it from a perspective that's fair and balanced and reasonable and rational and logical and put it out there. Um, People can follow me. I I have a weekly column on Amoland.com. That's A-M-M-O-L-A-N-D.com. Mm-hmm. on Facebook, Firearms Coalition, or just my personal page, Jeff Knox on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can you can find me if you Google Knox and Guns. You can find my stuff. But uh, I always post my columns on face Facebook uh, as soon as they come out on Ammo Land or at Firearms News. And uh, when they do, I, if if people will take that when they see it on my Facebook page and forward it to their friends, share it out to their, to their Twitter community, etc., that makes a huge difference. Instead of reaching 100 people or 500 people or 1,000 people, I can reach 10,000 people with this important message that they need to hear about. Amen. And we say get engaged, get informed and get involved. And you can do all three of those by just, you know, finding a trusted voice like Jeff Knox and read his stuff, share his stuff. Um, and and then, like we were saying, tap into your representatives. Once you're informed, do something with it. Engage yourself into your your Congress people, even the local people is so important and I think we forget that. So uh, local, state, and federal, these are all important steps to take. And then, as Jeff said, take that that next 20 bucks you're gonna spend on ammo, join a local organization like the AZCDL or the Virginia Virginia CDL, um, whatever state you're in, you've got a a state organization like that. 
and uh, let's make 2018 just blow the roof off of this whole gun rights thing that's been just simmering and staying stagnant for far too long. Uh, let's restore our rights. Right, Jeff? Right. We need to be moving forward. We're not holding steady or, or moving backwards. We need to be moving forward. Amen. And the way to do that is you get, you get involved. That's, that's the key. Amen. Well, we've got to run. Thank you so much for being on two segments today. Well, the elections are the big deal. Everybody get involved in the elections coming forward uh, into 2018. We have to hold the Congress. We have to hold the Senate. We have to hold the House. So so get involved. Go out and, and, and knock doors for Steve Montenegro or other good candidates like that. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Jeff Knox. Thank you, Cheryl. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, do not go away. We have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report coming up just on the other side of these commercials. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. It's a beautiful version of Old Lang Syne. Oh my gosh, I just love that. These have all been fun, right? So we are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, we are about to close out our first show of 2018, our 101st episode. And with that, we get to do one of the things that we love so much, and that is our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. 
Responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense, and 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow, we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. So today, we have a clip from Georgia where Danger used deadly force to rob a small convenience market. Danger sometimes comes in pairs, and these two masked thieves tried to use the shock tactic of sudden attack to catch their prey off guard. In Georgia, however, on that early morning, thankfully, the safety and lives of many were protected by two responsibly armed citizens who were prepared for the unexpected. Good evening, I'm Tom Haynes. It was a terrifying situation that began when two armed and masked men entered the Sunoco store on Highway 411 in Cartersville. That's where we find Fox 5's Denise Dillon, who's live tonight. Denise, you spoke with the clerk who pulled the trigger. Yeah, I did. Now, this happened at about 3.30 this morning here at the Sunoco. The clerk told me that it all seems very surreal. He says there were five customers inside the store, and when the robbers walked in, he says they didn't give him a choice. When they fired, he shot back. Every situation is different, but if you don't fight, fight back against these criminals, they will take us over, and if you don't fight back, you won't have a chance. James says that's why when two masked and armed men walked in the Sunoco in Cartersville where he was working, he pulled out his gun. He wouldn't give me a choice. He took my choice away from me. There were five people in the back room playing video games. James jumped behind the door and tried to pull it shut. One of the masked men was on the other side. Pushing it open. I knew he was fixing to start shooting, I thought he was. So I reached around the door and shot him. And then he ran away. And I shot two more times. One bullet was here. There's a bullet hole in the cooler, another in a display case behind the counter. James says he fired three times. The robbers fired four. Police say when the shootout was over, one of the masked men was dead just outside the front door. The other took off with a getaway driver and the cash register. We just work really hard for what we have, and, and we don't. People just randomly take it away from us. Regular customers say they stand behind James. Uh, he had to do it. I feel if it was my choice, I would have to do the same. James says he felt he had no choice. But it was still beyond difficult. Tough decision. Yeah. God bless his soul. Now, police are still looking for that dark colored SUV. They say it is a late model vehicle with temporary tags. And James says that he is just relieved that none of the customers was hurt. Reporting live in Cartersville, Denise Dillon, Fox yeah, 5. Clearly News. Wow. I guess that store wasn't that convenient for them, was it? <laughs> I, somehow I knew, I could tell by the look on your face, you were looking for the pun. Well, you know, we got to have them because, I mean, things happen. and Well, they do. And this is one of those stories that I just, 
you know, everybody out there that's like, well, just call the police. Why do you have to walk around with a gun on all the time? Because we have to be prepared to be our own first responders because the bad guys want to catch us off guard. You they are not going to give us time to pick up the phone and call 911 and give an address and wait for the police to get there. And, you know, most of the convenience stores that operate, they don't allow their people to carry guns. And so where are the robbers going to go? Right? Exactly. There's a to big, where there's, there's a, a chance of success <clears throat> for right. them. There's a big major chain in Arizona that doesn't allow. And I'm not going to say the name, but if they get robbed a lot mm-hmm. because they know. And you're a sitting duck. Yes. But let's talk some positive news. Yeah. Can we do that? Sure. We're really close to the SHOT Show. Absolutely. And I'm excited about it, scared, and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, <laughs> I'm really curious how this year is going to bring yeah. with the... Uh, the gun purchasing i mean it seems to have slowed down a little bit Mm -hmm. and i think it's because people are being content and they're not worried about the upcoming laws that are creeping in under us and so i really would like to take the time to say you know there's some things that you can do of course we talked about getting involved take a person who has never fired a firearm before to a safe place and teach them how to shoot There's a resolution. Show them how to shoot. Again, be safe. If you have to, take a couple people with you that know firearms to watch that person. Make them have fun. Don't hurt them. Don't make them shoot something bigger than what they can handle. Teach them and make them have fun. And that voice becomes another voice and another voice. I mean, I look at all these Congress people that aren't educated with firearms is why they're making these stupid decisions. Right. If they knew more about the guns, they might not be as negative as they are. Well, I think that that's a great resolution if somebody's out there still looking for, well, what am I going to do different this year? If you're already in the firearms community, invite a friend, invite a buddy, <clears throat> make it fun, like Dan said, but safe. And the safer you are, the more fun it is. And one other so. thing, one other thing, talk guns, talk Guns. We're looking for James Brown. There it is. <laughs> because you know what? When I talk guns, I feel good, and I knew I would. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, I think that's great. And we've got to run. We've got a great thing to leave you with. So pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? Uh, yeah, all of them. Even the ones you don't like. Okay. Especially the ones... All right. Okay. I I said, okay. (laughs) I want to thank all of our listeners, all of our guests, our our studio crew. Thank you all so much. And until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Well, that brings us right up to the last day of the year, folks. Just a few hours from now, the old man with the cycle will make way for the kid in the three-cornered pants. And a new year will begin. But before we all go, I'd like to thank 1949 for being mighty generous and good to all of us. He had a tough job to do, and he did it well. It's true he's aged quite a bit. His back is bent from worrying about a few people who still think wars are the only way to settle differences. His hair has turned gray from concern over seeing folks that are starving and sick. But in spite of it all, there's still a twinkle in his eye that's full of hope for a younger coming 
along in 1950. And so I'd like to propose a toast on this New Year's Eve. And first, here's to the old man. May you find joy and satisfaction in the knowledge of a job well done. Here's to the kid. May you find a better and a happier world during your reign. And 12 months hence, may you pass on to a lad as yet unborn, a job made easier by the folks who lived in 1950. <laughs>